this is going to be an insight for people and to me. Like, if you want to get to know somebody, meet their mom, you know? Hashtag why Catholics love Mary. Boom. You're listening to Lead Them to Life, where it's our prerogative to explore what it means to be authentically human and fully alive. We have far more questions than answers, but believe that extraordinary answers can be found in the ordinariness of a journey. I'm your host, Emily Leadham. Hello, friends, and welcome to Lead Them to Life. My mama is in the house. <laughs> Hi, mom. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks, Sam. It's good to see you. Even... We, I know, good to actually see you. Exactly. Have, I know. Can't hug you, can't kiss you, but it's good to see you. I know. Yeah. Um, this is really fun because we just came off of Mother's Day, and I wanted to record a podcast with my mom. Aww. Um, You just have so much wisdom to share. So... Aww. Mom, tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh, a few fun facts. Okay, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say I'm a lifelong learner. I'm constantly evolving. I am the wife of Greg for the past 31 years. My Who's husband, the coolest? Greg. Yeah, he's the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> also, mother of three, you being the youngest. Um, Grammy of five. Yeah, which is such a joy. We're such both joy. the babies of our families. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like has bonded you and I. <laughs> well, we we get each other. Yeah. We kind of get it. Like being the baby of the family is a unique thing. Absolutely. And a hard thing sometimes. Um, they People don't tell you anything. Yeah. They're always protecting you. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to learn life the hard way sometimes because yeah. you've been protected. So, yeah. 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 It's like everybody, all the older siblings kind of know what's going on, but we don't, we don't want to tell the baby. Mm-hmm. You got it. Story of my life. Mine, oh, mine Mom, too. you're speaking my language already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we are, wait, um, you're married, three kids, five grandkids. You work uh, as an office administrator in a dental clinic. You got it. Yep. And man, there's a lot of fun facts about you. Mm. But I think that's the highlights. And I love that you say you're a lifelong learner. I feel like I've seen that in you, especially. Maybe I just didn't notice it as much when I was younger. Um, But I've seen that especially in the last decade. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad that um, I'm I'm role modeling that for you because I feel like I was kind of a slug earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of a late bloomer. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) But Um, as I said, I'm constantly evolving, too. So, yeah. 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 So we're kind of continuing our celebration of Mother's Day. We in in our family believe in week-long celebrations. So it's your birthday week. It's Mother's Day week. Uh, Mother's week. Maybe we should make it Mother's Month. Ooh, that'd be nice. I think so, too. Let's do it. Um, and I just want to generally maybe start kind of to, to frame the conversation. One of the things that I think would be really fun for us to talk about is the different stages of motherhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but also more broadly speaking, uh, some of the greatest joys and greatest challenges of, of motherhood. So maybe that would be a place to start. What would you say has been, broadly speaking, the greatest joy and gift of motherhood for you? Oh, sure, yeah. I like the way that you bring it out. It's in stages because the joys I had as a, a first-time mom is certainly different than my joys are for today. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember just being a young mom and holding my first-born son and began scrapbooking. And the joy I had, I was capturing every day in pictures of his first week of life. Mm -hmm. And then I went in pictures to every week of his life, and then every month, 
and then every year, and the joy I had in that scrapbooking. It was incredible. And then by the third child, <laughs> I didn't scrapbook squat. And the joy I had from the freedom of not having to scrapbook is indescribable. And I'm not wounded by not having a scrapbook. <laughs> hey, I didn't have one either. Like you said, the yeah. babies, you don't get anything. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, a lighthearted joy of, uh, yeah, of, of yeah. being a new mom. You mm-hmm. know, just, just some freedoms of, uh, yeah, not feeling like you had to do it all by the time you hit that second stage of of you know parenting and enjoying some additional children and i feel like one of the things that you talk about is the weird dynamic of you spend all of your your years mothering to get your children to this place of where they don't really need you and yet the bizarre joy that that is to see your kids later in life flourishing to see them succeeding to see them you know starting their own families or or whatever and just the the joy and what you're articulating I think is just the joy that is changing in different stages but mm-hmm. really to see your children grow and excel and become independent in many ways absolutely that's the goal is to feel that mark of independence and yeah that's that's such an incredible gift to to get to sit back and watch um, I remember as I was anticipating the uh, birth of our first grandchild um, when uh, yeah, we Avery. were waiting for mm-hmm. Avery, and people kept approaching me saying, uh, "Oh, grandparent, it's it's indescribable. I I can't even tell you what this is going to be like." Um, oh, they, everyone just kept having that same thought to me, and I was like, "Come on now, well, you know what's it what's it like? I mean, just." Let's, <laughs> What's just the big deal? Just, yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> can't someone explain this to me? Yeah. Um, and then as uh, Avery was born and I watched Alex, and as she grew, I got it. It was like, okay, I have so much love for this grandchild that I have this firsthand joy of seeing all of her accomplishments, not only through the lens of m- me as a, as a Grammy, but then I had the joy of seeing this through the lens of my daughter and so you her joys. So my, yeah. So my joys were doubled. Hmm. That was the, I think the indescribable feeling that people were trying to tell me your joys are doubled. Which probably means your sorrows are doubled too. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was trying to keep it upbeat, but yeah. Yeah. It rips your heart out. I remember Alex when um, Avery fell and, and scraped up her knee and, and Alex was just crying because it was just, oh, brutal to watch and she said mom isn't this ripping your heart out i said my sorrows are doubled i'm watching avery in pain and i'm watching your pain it's very difficult yeah yeah Yeah. so i want to go back to one of the things that you talked about of starting out being so excited to scrapbook and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. first of all i am so my dad's daughter Mm -hmm. i don't (laughs) i bought a scrapbook and never finished it um but i i think that um There's a lot of young moms, maybe listening to this podcast, young parents, dads Mm -hmm. as well, that are kind of in that stage of early years. Mm -hmm. And for me, there has been guilt that I haven't gotten the scrapbooks done, done. Uh, And I remember even going over to your house. I I don't know if you're going to remember this or not, but we came over. It was like an afternoon and 
you had anticipated, you knew that our girls were going to need a nap. You knew that they were going to need a snack. You knew that they were going to want to put on a princess dress. So you had them hung up. You had a little nest. I mean, literally a nest laid out. Oh, dang, I'm meds. good. I know. <laughs> and and all and yogurts ready to go with a little parfait thing. And it and I, it was amazing. But to be honest, I felt like I am the worst mom ever. I am so not this organized. I am so behind. I'm exhausted. I'm not as patient. I'm not as organized. I'm not as prepared. Do you, do you remember this? Well, do you remember what you said to me? Yeah. What you failed to realize was that I slept the night before. <laughs> you hadn't. Yeah. In yeah. fact, you probably hadn't slept since the the day the baby was born. Yeah. That's the advantage of a grandparent, a fresh horse. Um, but I have to tell you, um, you have to be open to receive outside people and uh, let people in. Let them share in that. Um, it it uh, tells your children that... Um, People, certain people are, are safe. And um, while I understand that you have to set boundaries, I, you know, Grammys can be pushy. So it's smart. You yeah. got to set some boundaries. But um, letting letting people come in and help. Um, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't prepare you for this question, but I think it's a good one. How do you feel like your children have set boundaries in that way, in a way that have been helpful? You know, like, are there things that Matt and I have done that have set boundaries for you to really be Grammy in the way that you want to be? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, just by inviting us in, um, by mm -hmm. saying, hey, are you interested in this? Or then that gives me those cues. Um, yeah. So just like anything mm -hmm. that you would do, I remember once uh, helping you with some dishes and you said, okay, team, hang on. These <laughs> knives do not go in the dishwasher. <laughs> it's like, okay, great. I Now I know. <laughs> Yeah. I think I said, anyone who ever touches dishes in this house, I need your attention. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we just kind of, you, you, you let people know and, you know, we're, we're, we're just there and want in on, on whatever you will allow us in mm. without being, um, yeah, just over the top. So, yeah, I think that's, that's interesting. And I haven't thought about it in that way, but it really is when you are invited in, that does give you cues and that might also give you the cue when, you know what, this is just going to be our family night or uh, we're going to get together with friends or go on a family vacation just with our immediate, you know, group or whatever. Um, I think, yeah, it probably does. It gives you the freedom to, to really do that. And it's interesting. I think there's a lot of particularly um, young moms that are anxious to open the door mm. that way mm. to grandparents Right. And I don't really know why. Maybe you do. Maybe um, you experienced it in other ways. I don't know. But. Well, I think it depends upon the relationship that you have with either your, your parents or your, your in-laws. Your in-laws, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, you want to make sure that you're always feeling you're on top of your game. I got this. Mm -hmm. Feeling, um, it's just like a, a feeling that I'm in control of this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes handing something over makes you seem a little vulnerable that you're, you know, you, that you need some assistance. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, again, I think it's just all for the betterment of, of the child and mm -hmm. sometimes a betterment for a, the, the husband and the wife, especially mm -hmm. new families is, yeah, why not, why not enter in a, a fresh horse and, and let them, let them be a light. I remember having a moment with, um, 
Grandma Mary, so Matt's mm. mom. Yeah, yeah. And my immediate temptation was she had stopped over for something and I wanted to apologize that the house was messy, that the dishes weren't done, as if to say that, well, normally I would have been so on top of these things or something. (laughs) And I just remember looking at her and saying, this is kind of normal, actually. (laughs) So, you know, and and she asked if she could do the dishes and I said, oh, yeah, you know, and she didn't want to step on my toes. And I'm like, you are not going to step on my toes by offering to do our dishes. This was right after one of our girls was born. And it was and it just opened this real freedom in that relationship of perfect. I don't need to be on. Perfect. You know? Yeah. Did you ever have a moment like that with Grandma Judy? Um, Dad's mom? You know, she was a a constant support for us. Um, really, I, when I think about them as uh, Grandma Judy and Grandpa Hoffman, um, they were such incredible role models for us. Um, not They were your friends. They were our friends, yeah. They were our BFFs, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they were thinking, I wish they'd get, leave, get a go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we studied them because they were so good at us as a couple. Mm. They were just so good at doing us. Yeah. So yeah, it was fun to watch them. And yeah, that that's where I, I think that we gained so much insight from them. So let's talk about that because one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, and, and Matt and I have this conversation uh, quite often, actually, you know, what... Um, Great, what are the greatest gifts of your parents that you mm-hmm. see in you? Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that with each other, you know, mm-hmm. for what I see in him from his mom, from his dad, some of those characteristics, some of the greatest characteristics that mm-hmm. we've kind of received. And to me, one of the things that Matt and I often say of both of both you and dad and of Mary and Joe is an intentionality in marriage where you just you just do stuff together. Mm-hmm. You like to do stuff together. Where does that come from? How did you continue to prioritize especially in the busy years of child rearing? You know, you're empty nesters now, mm-hmm. so I think it's maybe a little bit of a shift, although maybe not. You could speak to that. But how did you continue to invest in your marriage um kind of in that role model that you saw from your from grandma and grandpa? Yeah, absolutely. We we contemplated it. Um, you know, when in our courtship and in our early years of marriage and and continuously, we contemplate it. We talk about it. We say, okay, what, what do we want this to, to be like? And what do we want to portray to our children? And yeah, again, when we studied Grandma and Grandpa Hoffman in particular, it was like, we just liked how they danced together. Um, they put each other first and foremost. Um, yeah, so that was, that was really a, a great witness to marriage for us. I would say the other thing is I was affiliated with childcare for 17 plus years in some way or another. And I would notice that children that had any behavioral concerns, um, oftentimes it was, you needed to take a look at, are mom and dad okay? And oftentimes we would see that mom and dad were getting divorced. We would hear about it. It was like, okay. Mm. So these behaviors were coming out in, in the children. So it became really apparent to me and, and dad in real early in our marriage, okay, we want to make sure these kids see, they see us in love. Kids need that solid foundation. And if something is wrong, then we best be fixing it because mm. we don't want to reflect that. Mm. It's important. It's really important that kids see mom and dad okay. 
And that's interesting because from my perspective, I just saw that lived out. But what can you crushed give some, it? <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> can you give some insight into maybe what was going on behind the scenes as you were working those things out, or even what were those little things that maybe I didn't see? that you were doing in order to foster. Sure. Again, that's the contemplating. We knew that, okay, in our marriage, we're going to have times where we um, we, we don't see things eye to eye. Um, but it was uh, to the children, it was a united front. Um, so we stood beside each other. And when the children weren't there, we had time alone, then that's when we worked that out. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't for you to see mm-hmm. because it was something for us as a couple mm-hmm. to kind of um, grow in and, and, and kind of work on and figure out. And what about the playfulness together? Because that's, you know, you used the expression earlier of we best be learning to dance together or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. Um, what role do you think playing together has had? Cause that's what I see in, in you guys. It's kind of embarrassing sometimes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Only because you're my parents, but it's oh, fine. Too funny. Well, I, yeah, I just think that's a natural thing for two people who really like each other. We just generally like each other. And yeah, so that's who I want to dance with. Um, when I go out on a bike ride, I don't want to be disconnected, um, you know, 20 feet behind him. I want to be on a tandem bike right beside him so I can touch his back. He can know I'm there. I can work with him in, in motivating the bike. And yeah, it's... And problem solve. I think the tandem bike has offered you guys some problems. Yeah, actually, when we are just at wit's end with each other, we think, you know what? Let's hop on the bike because we can't get away from each other that way. And Work it out. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, Oh, gosh. And if you can't figure it out, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to tip over. So (laughs) (laughs) best be figuring it out. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think it's it's really fun to kind of see that. And um, last week we had an episode with Deacon James Keating, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that he talked about was boredom in marriage Mm -hmm. and that it's really easy to get bored with each other and you need to – number one, that's a really selfish way to just look at life in general is I'm bored. I'm – you're not entertaining me. And that really struck me. It was like, okay, yeah, how do we – Number one, get comfortable with the ordinary and with the consistency in in marriage. And in and I think that applies to parenting too, mm-hmm. for that matter. The yeah. ordinariness of the day in and day out, mm-hmm. making dinner, putting mm-hmm. it on the table kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there's just this, um, I don't know, I think just a real beauty in creating newness through recreation together through, you know, I remember dad learning how to play tennis. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of um, taking a look at what the other one's interests are and uh, yeah, jumping in, even if it's not your thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You just kind of uh, need to, to, you need to make a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Figure it out so Mm -hmm. that you, that you create that time together. I think it's actually so important when you're empty nesting Mm -hmm. um, because you don't have that children um, tie that, the, you know, you're going to their activities and maybe dividing and conquering. Um, so having those like interests is, is, is really important. Was that transition hard for you when I left the house? No. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready. We were, were ready, ready. But, but again, we contemplated it. We'd, we'd been mm. talking about it um, since you were a freshman in high school. 
knowing that, okay, because there's 10 years difference between you and your older brother. Right. So, um, yeah, we just, we, we had contemplated. It was like, okay, we, we started laying groundwork that, um, things that are our, our list of things that we were interested in doing. Yeah. Um, knowing we wanted a, a tandem bike, knowing we wanted to hop back on the motorcycle, uh, knowing we wanted to play tennis together. We wanted yeah. to golf together just to recreate together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so cool. So earlier we were talking about, um, just kind of family of origin and the things mm-hmm. that we see growing up. Um, there's a real, uh, there's a reality that much of how we parent, how we, uh, enter into marriage is based upon what we see, what we saw growing up. And one of the things that I would love for you to talk about is Grandma Mimi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of the lessons, perhaps, that you learn from her in regard to motherhood. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. She was just, she's just a wealth of wisdom. You always say she, she was cool before anybody knew that the stuff absolutely, was cool. Yeah. The original I mean, hipster. She was handing us vitamins before vitamins were cool. <laughs> absolutely. No, she just kind of knew she knew to eat whole foods. Um, you know, all of, all of those things that, um, we're all learning and reading about now. It's like, oh heck yeah. Um, yeah, she was just on top of it. Um, the other thing she, she knew Scott Hahn before Scott Hahn knew Scott Hahn. <laughs> She would sit me down and beg me to listen to him. And as a young teen, I'm 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 not appealing to him. And she said, "No, you should see him. He's really a nice looking guy." So she was doing everything she could to reel me in. He's really a nice to listen to. See. Guy. And now in my now that I'm sixty, I'm like I cannot get enough of Scott Hahn. This guy is brilliant. It's like oh, if I'd only known that in my teens. Yeah. And she yeah. had that. She knew it. Yeah. She knew it. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, she just she's a wealth of wisdom. Um, yeah, a couple things that she I remember her saying to me: uh, faith-filled people persevere. And um, yeah, my my uh, oldest brother was killed tragically in a car accident, and um, I remember when when my first son was born, and I'm holding him, and I I looked at her with tear-filled eyes, and I said, "Oh my gosh, mom, how did you go on? I, I if something happened, if if." he would leave this world before I did, I don't think I could go on. And she said, well, you best get to praying, girl, because <laughs> faith-filled people persevere. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, there's such wisdom in that. And yeah, I've written that statement down. And yeah, I look on it often and when I'm um, feeling a little bit down on something. And I'm thinking, nah, yeah, better get back to mm-hmm. praying. Mm-hmm. It'll persevere, yeah. Um, you know, another thing she had said to me, which I, I really hold on to, is I was helping her downsize. Um, she was moving into a, a little bit smaller place, and she just looked at me and said, you know, all my life I worked so hard to collect all this stuff. And now that I'm old, I have to work hard to get rid of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said, just keep what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just I love that little piece of wisdom. It's just a little pearl for me. Um, yeah, and I loved, you know, when she when she died and we went through the things and I got to see what she kept that was really important to her. What was it? Yeah, it was just uh, cards, um, things that pictures that her grandchildren had made. I mean, these things are, you know, 40 plus years old. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that she kept, all those real personal items. Her prayer book, um, rosaries that were broken, and she um, wanted to either have them repaired, just didn't get that get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I had a beautiful opportunity to take some of those things and uh, complete them for her, mm-hmm. which was, yeah, thanks in part to 
uh, your husband, Matt, yeah. he, he took a lot of those rosaries and repaired. Yeah. And so, yeah. 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 I think of grandma, the, the faith filled, uh, perseverance, but also humor. I think grandma just had a real, mm-hmm. and, and I see that in you, you know, just your ability to oh, laugh good, about good, stuff. Yeah. It's like, you just kind of got to. And I remember even, um, very, very, very late in her life, my, you know, she'd Alzheimer's and, and dementia at the the last probably what ten years, mm-hmm. and do you remember this when oh, I had totally. just started dating Matt oh, and yeah. it was getting pretty not just started but it was getting pretty serious mm-hmm. and and you and I were over at her nursing home oh, yeah. and I'm you, tickling her arm. Do you remember that? Oh, totally. You you have your head laid on her shoulder and um, I leaned forward and I said, "Mom, <laughs> guess what? Emily is dating someone," and she said, "Oh." <laughs> And I said, and mom, what is the one thing that you would want to know? And of course, that's... You know, is he Catholic? Is he Catholic? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And so again, mom, what's the one thing that you would want to know? And she said, who's Emily? (laughs) (laughs) And then she just smirked. She knew, you know, she just knew. And here I'm laying on her shoulder, tickling her off. (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious. She she just had this great sense of humor. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I think that's so, um, gosh, just more, the more and more I find it necessary to be able to laugh Mm -hmm. about every, about everything. And especially since entering into motherhood, you know, there's times where it's like, I could rip my hair out if I wanted to. Because this is hard and mm-hmm. it's stressful. And how many times are we going to talk about, yes, you need to wear shoes or put your pants back on or whatever right, the thing is, right. you know. Um, but to simply be able to really just laugh mm-hmm. about it and wear some of those things loosely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think about those days for me are gone. They're in my past. And if I could change things, it would be to be more patient and to smile more about the... Um, constantly repeating the the things that you need to enforce in your child and mm-hmm. and making sure I'm I'm offering the positive aspect of it using the positive words and saying you know chairs are for sitting um, yeah know, of, those types of things don't do this don't yeah, do this just don't do this tell exactly, them what to do tell them what to do instead mm-hmm. of what not to do so so many things I, I I wish I was in your shoes that I got to repeat those things so that I know I was doing it right but I think part of You know, one of the things that I remember you saying about grandma was her saying, don't make the same mistakes that I did. Right. Yeah. And learning from, mm -hmm, you know, she said, yeah, that that really the only consolation that she had about um, any uh, mistakes she made in life is that I would learn from them Mm -hmm. and that I wouldn't make those same mistakes with my children. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that's what I and that's what I see having invited you, you know, into my heart even as as I've grown into adulthood and now my own motherhood, um, inviting those insights, those things that you wanted to learn from or mm-hmm. things that maybe you wish you would have done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by no means are you impressing upon those things uh, in our in our family or anything like that. But I think that I've opened the door to say, Mom, how do I do this? How yeah. do I get Claire to sleep? Or how do Matt and I navigate this thing or this thing or this thing? And that's the learning through the the experience. Absolutely. Um, one more question: Do you feel like when do you when are you done mothering? Well, you know, <laughs> like was Grandma ever done? Um, 
you know, when grandma was in the nursing home, I remember going and she said, say, I'll be right back. I said, okay, yeah, dang, where are you going? She says, I'm going to go play bingo. Um, I saw the prize board and there's socks on the men's socks. And I'm like, okay, why do you need men's socks? Well, I had my um, oldest brother at the time oh my gosh. was, you know, 65 years old and uh, single, always a bachelor. And she said, I'm, I'm going to try to win those socks for him. And I'm like, dang, you're 89 and you're still parenting. Oh, crap. She's wanting to get socks. So you're not out of the woods for a long time, sis. Oh, that just <laughs> makes me cry. Oh, yeah. Well, she won the socks, so it has a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> so you're never done. No, you're never done. And you're I was able done. to take her from the nursing home to go visit with him. And uh, she brought him his socks. And unfortunately, he, he died that next day. So, yeah, it was... Uh, intuition i was just gonna say mother's intuition honestly what that the was heck yeah the other insight i think she gave me is she said always trust it's a god's best gift he ever gave moms is that their intuition um she knew he was gonna go and he was gonna go with socks on his feet you've had that with us i yeah and not I think that we're gonna did. die but um <laughs> no absolutely because, <laughs> you know what i mean there's been things where i'm like how in the did you know? Yeah, because a mom's only as happy as her least happy child. So um, my goal is to have you guys all happy. Yeah. Because I want to be happy. Yeah. So, uh, but there's an intuition. You just kind of know when one of your ch- children are just, eh, they're just not quite right. Yeah. 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 And you're, you naturally gravitate to that child um, when, you, when you sense that, when you feel that. So, yeah, uh, uh, intuition. N- never doubt it. And I'm I'm hoping that I reinforce that in you when you ask me about things with with your your daughters. You say all the time, you know, you, you know. will know. Yep, just follow that gut, that intuition. If it doesn't if it doesn't seem right, if it doesn't feel right, then then change it. Mm-hmm. Something's mm-hmm. got to be different. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's so good. Yeah, I think the intuition component is mm-hmm. is um, more than we ever even can understand. You know, there's just something. It's, something a, very it's real such about. a grace. Mm-hmm. It is such a grace. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, okay, Mom. So at the end of all the podcasts, I ask, what's a question that you are thinking about? Um, and it can be fun, deep, spiritual, meaningful, anything in between. But it really, the only rule is that it can't be answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I want it to be something that you're currently pondering. What do you got? Sure. Yeah. Um, I am currently pondering when will my next grandchild be born? (laughs) (laughs) No no pressure. (laughs) I have no news to tell you, but I will keep you posted. All right. (laughs) I'll count on it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, Mom, thanks so much for coming on and for joining me on the podcast. This was a really, really fun one. Oh, it was my honor. Thank you. All right, friends, that wraps up our episode for this week. I would love for you to let us know if there's something that struck you or for you to share this with a friend. Although we focused on motherhood, I think that there's a lot of things that uh, fathers and husbands can learn as well as they support the women in their lives. So women, happy Mother's Day. Moms, happy Mother's Day. Grandmas, happy Mother's Day. Uh, Let us know what you think. Follow us on uh, Instagram or Facebook at SF Diocese. My personal account is at Emily M. Leadham. Uh, would love to hear what you're pondering after listening to this episode. God bless. <laughs>